0: Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Hi, and welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I am here on my own this week. I knew that I wanted to do... An episode around health for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, It's a month that is very near and dear to my heart. Not because I'm wearing pink every day in any way, shape or form, but because I have gone through the journey myself. And so I think there's many things to be said about our health, our wellness, when it comes to just awareness in general and so i titled today's episode episode be an advocate for your health um and i hope today that there's just uh takeaways and things that you walk away with to consider implementing or possibly changing in your own life as it has to do with our physical health but also just a theme of being our own advocate in general. Um, There is nothing like being catapulted into the medical system as so many people out there know and learning how to become your own advocate as to what's best for you in your journey. And um, a lot of times that's not what convention tells you or your conditioning um, but what's right for you, and so you know that sort of pertains to the medical journey and the hospital journey, and the and if you go along Western medicine journey. But um, there's a lot of ways we can become advocates in our own lives. And today I am talking about health, but I think that we can become an advocate across many domains, if not all of our lives. So you know, usually I'm talking about emotional work and spiritual work, um, which I love, but I actually deeply love what I'm going to talk about today too. So um, this episode is about October and breast cancer getting us here, but I really want to do a huge, huge, you know, wide open armed embrace and just, um, just an ode to anyone who is currently traveling this path who has traveled it in the past, who has traveled it with a loved one. Um, and just, just a huge embrace and compassion. And I, like I said, I know firsthand that going through the process and, and, um, all the ups and downs and the wonderings and the curiosities and the upsets and the setbacks and the disappointments and the fear and the, and the the research and the, um, and the crying and the, and the, the high parts too, you know, they're all part of it and we process it when we do as we do, but just uh, raising my cup of coffee this morning to um, everyone in this moment who has been with someone on the journey, whether it's yourself or a loved one. um, You know, it, it is true that almost everywhere we turn on a weekly basis, We learn of someone in our circles or concentric circles who has a diagnosis of cancer. So as I talk about becoming an advocate today for your physical health, um, you know, hopefully there's some tips in here that we can all use around prevention and treating our physical body uh, in such a way that we are honoring, we know that what we put on it and into it and surround it with is important also for our overall health. Um, So yeah, Uh, I'm going to name today just different organizations that I think are either good resources for um, our journeys in life and prevention and taking care of ourselves. And so take what you will. I'm really curious, um, as I put together today's episode, I kind of went by what I know. And so feedback from, you know, you, the audience members, and either when I post this on Instagram or through my newsletter this week, um, or any way that you want to give me feedback, it's hello at Maureen Spielman.com is my email. But um, I'm curious because I will add things to a list that, you know, I can, I can send out to people. Um, And so As always, no perfection here. All ideas welcome. I'm just going off what I know and try to practice. So, um, you know, when it comes just to prevention for breast cancer, I would be remiss not to mention that there are great community forums and um, prevention and what to look for and signs and symptoms for you to just educate yourself on breast health. And for that, BreastCancer.org and the Komen.org websites have just so much information. And so, you know, we can educate ourselves through our doctors and through our own education, maybe as well, I was going to say as often as you like. And I had a doctor who always um, thought it was important, no matter if the federal, uh, I guess, medical guidelines were saying get your mammogram every two years or um, further apart. She always advocated for the annual mammogram and I had no signs, signs and symptoms at all. And that's how mine was detected um, in 2018. And so for that, I'm grateful. And I see women posting when they go through it. Um, remember to get your mammograms and I, and it is, I know there's controversy about mammograms and, This is not a controversial podcast today, but you know, that's how mine was found. And, um, I, by the time it was found, it had traveled to my lymph system. So I, I tend to be an advocate for annual mammograms because, um, quite frankly, if I would have waited the next year, another year, I don't know what would have happened, but, um, I'll just say that. So I wanted to say that, um, that to begin with, but my world kind of opened up, uh, after my mom died and she had also died of lung cancer. I shouldn't say also she had died of lung cancer. She had been a lifelong smoker and, and ended up with small cell lung cancer and hugely correlated with smoking. So there's that right there. Um, but then a friend of mine, uh, hosted a party for beauty counter and beauty counter, you know, is a direct selling company. Um, which a lot of people off the bat are like, ooh, you know, it's not a good thing because it's a direct selling company, you know, person to person, woman to woman. But I have to tell you that um, the education that goes on in a company like Beauty Counter kind of opened my eyes and it opened my eyes to the advocacy I could be doing around personal care products and um, my own health and the health of my family. And so for me, I was like eternally grateful and I'm still, you know, on their roster as representing their products, um, because they are a cleaner source for me and for my family. And so I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, but who I learned about a great organization through beauty Connor. And let me just say, I had something to say from Greg Renfrew, the founder, um, what she said is when she went to form that company, which is a very big advocacy company too, going to Washington DC for legislation, she said, and this is 12 years ago, in 2011, I learned that the US bans 30 ingredients from personal care products. And for context at that time, the EU was at 1400. And so she started Beauty Counter to set out to transform the beauty industry and created the never list, um, And it's made up now of 2,800 questionable or harmful chemicals that they never use in their ingredients or products. I know that there are cleaner companies out there. um, And so I can, you know, if anyone wants to give me feedback on what they use and what they've found, because today's a lot about resources, um, please do. And it all depends. I remember, you know, when I was educating around cleaner, safer products back then, Someone said, Well, I'm not gonna put that on my face. I would only put like olive oil and avocados on my face or something like that. At the time I thought, like, wow, that's that's a lot. But I um, you know, now I'm like, hey, whatever you want to put on your face. But the truth of the matter is that most of us are using cosmetics and personal care products and many of them on a daily basis. So when we think about the health repercussions that can have, you know, it's significant and I think it's an important conversation. And I Despite all the advocacy, I still think it's something that is it is buried. And I'm going to talk about a little legislation that's going on as well around it. But that's why one of the reasons I wanted to bring it to the forefront today in this conversation around advocacy and advocating for our health is because when I walk into a big brand cosmetic store, unless I'm missing it, I'm not always seeing on the door you know, an app that's going to help me find the cleanest products. I think things are changing, though. And I've seen stores like Sephora um, carrying a lot more cleaner, conscious, health-conscious products. And so it's amazing. It's really amazing. Um, One store that we have here in Chicago, and I'm sure they have an online presence, is Credo. It's C-R-E-D-O. And Credo is committed to cleaner products. Again, there's going to be a whole... excuse me, range of what people consider uh, as clean. So that's up to you. Today is just about resources and advocacy. Um, I like to point out, because I think it's really significant, that six years ago when I started doing the advocacy work around personal care products, it was an 80, um, at that time, I think it was, uh, let me start, a $63 billion industry. I remember that being the number that was quoted and it was like, oh, you know, blow your socks off, $63 billion dollar industry. And we know that's true because in the U.S. here, we're just there's just so much around appearance and, you know, what's going to create the the least lines and the longevity with our youth. And, you know, those are the lotions and then the makeup to make us feel prettier or whatever it is. And I'm all in, man. I grew up in a family of girls and and we really liked our products and raised my coffee cup to my mom. She did too. So knowing that there's going to be alternatives and resources for us is incredibly powerful for me. So, um, oh, that $63 billion six years ago is now quoted at an $84 billion personal care product industry. And um, it remains one of the least regulated in the United States. So, breast cancer prevention partners that I became aware of their work it, It's BCPP breast cancer prevention partners I think via beauty counter they partner with them and um, they are doing vigorous um, research and um, pursuing health protective cosmetic safety legislation so I love bcpp.org um, I'll put it all all these resources, I'm going to have a lot today in the show notes, but they do a great job on education and um, it's, it's actually kind of fun to go look at their site. I think um, they are correlated with the SafeCosmetics.org, which goes into more information and the campaign for safe cosmetics. And they've got just all these beautiful initiatives, including the non-toxic black beauty project, Um, because there are so many chemicals in toxic chemicals in the products marketed to black women. And so the work that they're doing around this non-toxic black beauty project is, um, groundbreaking, I'd say, and just so health promotive and so necessary in this world. Um, where beauty counter has the never list and their ingredients that are questionable, um and they do not put in their products the campaign for safe cosmetics at safecosmetics.org has the red list and they have different tiers and tier they have a tier 1 these are do not use chemicals for everyone um tier 1 do not use chemicals of greater concern for black women um they have a tier 1 pfas forever chemicals i believe those are the ones that sometimes coat our clothing and I've got to look. This might not be right, but I just saw on their site that their site has so much information that um, REI had committed to discontinuing any products with whatever the chemical was um, that coats clothing, and so they've committed to take that uh, out of any products they sell in their cl- in their um, stores. So. If you want details on that, don't ask me, go to bcpp.org. Um, yeah, so they're ta- they're um, tackling the environmental injustice of um, not only all of our health, but um, for black women in particular um, in their initiative, non-toxic beauty for black women. Um, they've got tips on safer sunscreens um, and lots of different guides. So I just wrote out and I'll share with you, um, 10 health promoting habits to take on and advocate for these are always, you can guarantee almost everything I share with you on this podcast is for my own benefit too, because, you know, sometimes we lose the plot. We have an intention to eat well, you know, do well, um, by our physical bodies, meditate, whatever it is, um, become a better parent, become a better partner, and we lose the plot. So I'm just going to um, talk about 10 health promoting habits to take on. And um, if it can make a change for any of us, um, I want us to consider that the way we buy is can be culturally, societally conditioned. You may buy the way your parents bought. You may buy because of marketing, advertising, Um The one that I switched a long time ago was around a cleaner detergent. And I try to look for one with no fragrance and not all the bells and whistles and the colorful, you know, jug with the neat colors on it at Target and just get cleaner when it comes to that and washing my children's or my family's clothes or finding a hand soap that is not also like pumpkin flavor for fall and all these things, unless it's, just cleaner that's put into it. But I'm going to tell you 10 tips now and name some more resources. Number one is be on the lookout for hormone disruptors in your products. This is really important for, um, you know, our overall health, uh, breast cancer or breast health, I should say, for sure. Because there is something called a xenoestrogen it's a type of xeno hormone false hormone that imitates estrogen. So for me, I had an estrogen progesterone positive type of breast cancer and so estrogen in my most, you know, simple of understanding it fed or nourished my breast cancer cells I should say. Um so You know, this can come from the outside. So looking for hormone disruptors and um, in our products is really important. So I'm going to tell you some apps to use in just a little bit. These are just food for thought though. Um, Avoiding fragrance. This is hard for a lot of us because perfumes smell good, right? But the reason I say avoid fragrance or limit it is the word fragrance can cover up A cocktail of ingredients, they can it can mask um, carcinogens and hormone disrupting chemicals, and they can be found. Fragrance can be found in nearly half of all personal care products, so avoid purchasing and using products with the word fragrance or perfume on the label, and be especially vigilant with children's products. Some of this information, I took directly from the Breast Cancer Prevention Partners site. So it's bcpp.org. Um, oh, I love this one. Number three, uh, use online tools and official seals. So um, ditch your old daily routine and replace it with safer beauty products. There's apps that you can put on your phone, including Think Dirty, EWG, Skin Deep, and The Good Guide. Um, I read about another one called Clearia. C-L-E-A-R-Y-A. And these apps help us um, with ratings on our personal care products. You have to have a little bit of extra time to do it, but it's worth it. Um, EWG's Skin Deep has a barcode scanner and it rates the products from one to 10, one being the safest at lowest hazard and 10 being the highest. So I love that one. Um, Clearia, I hadn't heard of, but it can alert on ingredients linked to cancer and fertility, baby developmental harm, hormone imbalance, chemicals that are banned in Europe and ingredients that cause allergic reaction. Um, as we go along, think about which ones of these you're already doing or that you're kind of like, Ooh, I want to do that. Number four, it's a big one for me. It's a, it's one, and this is full transparency. Help me with it if you can Um, cleaning more naturally using baking soda to neutralize order odors vinegar to clean and deodorize and you can add a cup of vinegar to your laundry to brighten up whites remove odors Um, a few drops bcpp says a few drops of your favorite citrus juice lemons or oranges to a vinegar based cleaning spray to fill your home with a fresh scent um yeah and i It's one of those areas where I think I'm conditioned or maybe um, to, I'm just going to say to purchase something that's a bit stronger. So that's an intention I have for my house and home and health is to get cleaner with my products. Um, Number five, decreasing canned foods. Always good for us. We've heard this, but a lot of companies now are maybe freeze drying or freezing even. Um, The foods we can buy, like if your choice is beans within a bag, um, maybe it's going to take longer, but it's better not to have the BPA that's in the cans. Same thing goes with six, getting out of plastic, using less plastic. And the one that I'm looking at is using more glass for my leftovers. I still have uh, some glass, some plastic. So let me know about that. I also heard, you know, a health practitioner say to me, like, just, just don't drink from the plastic water bottles, especially if you've got a plastic water bottle like in a hot car. I'm talking about the ones that we that we didn't grow up with. <laughs> we didn't who who bought water when we were eight. If you're my age, come on, um, that type of water. So bring your own water cup. You know, that might be, a that might be an easy one for people, but also, you know, we got a plan. We got a plan when our water drinking is going to be, so we're not always buying bottled water. Hey, I did it yesterday when I took my son on a college visit and I was so thirsty. Did you even know you were thirsty when you were growing up? Ah, oh, geez. Um, seven's an important one too, ditching Teflon pots and pans. So just toxic compounds can be in nonstick cookware. Um, that's really important. One that I learned recently was, well, not learned recently, but did something about it, was protecting myself from the EMFs, the electromagnetic frequency that comes off our phones. And the reason that I did something about it was because my guest, a couple months ago, Therese Raleigh, who talked about ch- work with children, had a friend who started a company um, and it's called Safe Space Protection. And I'll put that link in safespaceprotection.com and what I ended up purchasing were these little smart patches that you can put on the back of your phone and they neutralize the EMFs in six feet around you um, including your phone so others whose phones are around you too this is just like this is this energy we can't see right in the frequency of these waves Um, but they're not healthy for us and so again they always say, don't sleep near your phone. And we've just become so attached to these things. Like, I think like, well, what if one of my kids texts me in the night? And my phone's gotta be next to me. Hey, give me some teaching on that one. But I, I really like the um, protective field and safe com also has um, patches and, and neutralizing, um, I guess, products for, your um like devices at home, too, computers, outlets, microwaves. It's pretty cool. Um, ooh, I heard this is a this is an interesting but funny one. Um, skip the print, go online. and it's it's really funny because I saw Matt Damon it's probably ten years ago talking about how he doesn't like take the receipts from the um when you go to the bank and get money out. But I do it when I go to my grocery store because the um, ink that's used can have BPA or BPA-like chemicals on them, and um, touching them just opens us up to toxic chemical exposure. So those are God, did I say ten? I, I I think I did. Um, one was demanding oh trans, transparency, and and I'm going to talk about that in one minute with the legislation. So if you are in a workplace that you would like some transparency. And the big one that comes to mind is if you're in the hairdressing industry or know somebody close to you that is, or you have a hairdresser, which is probably 99.9% of America, maybe 95, maybe 90, I don't know. Um, you can ask them, do you advocate? What's How are the workers being protect, protected? So what I learned through um the... I think it was BCPP, but it's really great. You know, I know when Beauty Conner was started that the, the legislation was written protecting our consumer health and brace yourself, you might fall off your chair 1938. And so there's been some work, especially done out in California, passing uh, protective bills within the state. But right now on our house floor, and I'm not, I don't know when these bills will be considered, but there's a safer beauty bill package, and it includes four bills. And so really cool. HR 3619 is the Toxic-Free Beauty Act of 2023, which would prohibit 11 hazardous chemicals from beauty and personal care products sold in the US that are currently banned by the European Union, California, and Maryland. That gives me chills. HR 3620 is the Cosmetic Safety for Community of Color and Professional Salon Workers Act of 2023 would federally mandate access to translated safety data data sheets, funding for research grants to identify chemicals of concern, and health impacts from cosmetics and personal care products used by these communities. Um, HR 3621 The Federal Cosmetic Fragrance and Flavor Ingredient Right to Know Act of 2023 would require companies to publicly disclose a full list of fragrance and flavor ingredients in their products on product labels and websites. And lastly, this encompasses HR 3622. The Cosmetic Supply Chain Transparency Act of 2023 would require upstream suppliers, including fragrance houses, formulating labs, and suppliers of ingredients finished products and raw materials to provide brand owners with the ingredient disclosure, toxicity, and safety data. Um, I think when I was reading about um, just all this information, there's a HBO Max movie, Not So Pretty. And I've got another movie that's escaping my mind right now that I want to add to the show notes. But um, I hope that the walk away today is that we're all here for each other, um, sharing ideas, sharing resources, sharing courage to become your own advocate. And I may have said earlier in the episode, but I had learned that women are the principal buyers for their home. But maybe I think that's a truth. And I think that a lot of my listeners are women, but let's let's change that. Let's bring men on board, caring about what we put on our bodies, what our families are using, because this shouldn't just be a, a woman's issue. This should be something that we're all sort of advocating for. And I hope that you received one thing of um, value for you today. And um, as always, oh, I just looked down at a sheet in front of me. Let me not forget the EWG.org's Shopper's Guide to Pesticides <laughs> in Produce. That's the one that I meant to put on my list of 10. And they've got the Dirty Dozen and they have the Clean 15. I'm going to say them real quick for you. The Dirty Dozen are chemicals that are um, known to have pesticides on the crops I had a statistic, but I don't know where I put it. About, I think it's like 75% of US um, products have pesticides that are non organic. So the dirty dozen strawberry, spinach, kale, collard, and mustard greens, peaches, pears, nectarines, apples, grapes, bell and hot peppers, cherries, blueberries, and green beans. And that's 12. And so these are known to have pesticides when you're not buying organic. And the Clean 15, Avocados, Sweet Corn, Pineapples, Onions, Papayas, Sweet Peas, Asparagus, Honeydew Melons, Kiwi, Cabbage, Mushroom, Mango, Sweet Potatoes, Watermelon, and Carrots. And so those are the ones that I think have the least pesticides. But um, EWG, you can sign up for these two guides and they have like a little, you can, it's a little like rectangle you can cut out and you can keep in your wallet or your purse when you go to the grocery store so this is just for us as mystical sisters in the mystical sisterhood let's keep caring for each other let's keep supporting each other in the most expansive of ways um and let's just ensure that our health keeps on getting better and better um, instead of falling, you know, victim to things that we can change. And that goes for the emotional, the spiritual, and our physical level. So any questions, comments, um, I'd love to hear them. You can always find me at maureenspielman.com and email me at hello at maureenspielman.com. And I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Uh, As always, you know, I've got my coaching practice on the side where I see women one on one and also the mystical sisterhood membership if you're not a member consider being one because we have wonderful conversations in that group with a live call every week and a guest speaker every month and um yeah that's at mysticalsisterhood.com so i will leave it at that and um you know abundant health for us all Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit MaureenSpielman.com or MysticalSisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.